Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Who was who? 
So stop with that childish stuff, brother. I'm grown. Please leave it alone. Don't throw rocks at my throne. Do not bark up this tree because this tree will fall on you. I don't know why your advisor ain't forewarn you. Please, not time. He's not for play. He don't slack no minutes. All that thug yapping and gimmicks, he will end it. All that yapping be finished. You are not deep. Make this bed, not sleep. Now sleep. There you go. Uh, Twinkle Toes, you're breaking my heart, right? <laughs> go play somewhere I'm busy. That's, that's, that was my favorite line, that, that whole thing, though. Um, shout out to, to Hope. Rest in peace, Prodigy, man. You know, that, was a, that was a rough time, but uh, you're yeah, still one of my favorite rappers, man, one of the goats. I got I got serious in the building. I'm going to bring him in, call him out of the 703 and all area codes in between. Serious, what's going on? Yo, first and foremost, I'm going to need y'all to get my lines right. For, like, Why? Yo, 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 yo. Wait, you wait. No, this isn't your, you this cannot, isn't your show. You can, no, 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 no. You cannot jump on the back half of that verse and mess up the line. I'm ashamed of you, my guy. Like, villain, 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 villain. You know that's my sister. Come on now. Good job, man. TP, TP lined it up for you. You just, you just, you know, Carlos Stanton struck out the damn thing. But anyway, what's up, fellas? How we doing, man? It's a pleasure to be here. Giancarlo, you can call me Giancarlo Stanton. At least I'm on the field. You don't never be barely play that dude. Talk about that dude. Um, listen, shout out to the chefs, man. Shout out to all the, all the boys. Timeless. It's almost yes, over, sir. man. It's almost it's almost October. We got um, I think it's one series left, and then it's over for the for New York sports, and then um, the playoffs will start. Um, you know, give me your quick synopsis of what we got headed into into the final week of MLB baseball. I mean, you know, we got some, we got a couple races going on here. Um, you know, we, we, the, the AL Central is locked up. It looks like the Orioles are two games up. They should be able to clinch, but, you know, you know, not so fast, my friend, right? You know, not so fast, my friend, but because the, the, the Rays are right behind them. Um, the, the AL West is still pretty tight. I mean, the Mariners are only three games back. Astros are two and a half back. That it, it, It's kind of been changing a, lot, a little bit out west because the Mariners had a stronghold on it. They kind of fell off a little bit. You know, they got cool, the, the Rangers cooled off. They got a little hot, so uh, it's going crazy out in the west, so we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, the Braves, they locked up the east. The Brewers locked up the central. The Dodgers doing what they do, so um, anything you you're you're keeping an eye on as we head into the last days of the uh, of the season? Well, I have to keep an eye on the AL West at this point in time because that's team that's the second seed out west right now. Um, the way that it goes down, if they lose out, the Twins could catch the second seed right now, and they have been mm-hmm. losing crazy enough. The Mariners on the outside looking in, they're winning, and they're a tough team too. So. It's a real juggernaut situation out west. Right now, if it ended, the Twins would actually host the Astros at this point in time. But the Astros and the Rangers are kind of, you know, jostling for position at this point in time. But if the Rangers could lose out, they can catch them. So that that could be something. But I, I doubt that they lose the next 
four or five games that let the Twins back into this thing, and I don't know if the, the Twins remain hot as they are at this point in time. Uh, I think the, the Rays can make it interesting, but I feel like Baltimore, this is their year. They, they've been in the cellar for so long in the AL East, I, I think it's like they're due to, uh, you know, sit on top of the division one good time and kind of brag that everybody has been going to Maryland and not having any home field attendance, things of that nature, like, you know, when the Yankees or the Red Sox go there, there's more Yankees and Red Sox fans in, in Camden Yards than there is actual Oriole fans mm-hmm. in the middle of Baltimore. So I think Baltimore mm-hmm. deserves it, but they, they got to hang on for dear life at this point in time. Um, out West, I, I, I mean, out in the National League, I, I really can't put my thumb on one thing. I just more or less want to see if, uh, you know, they can make it interesting going into the postseason or getting into the postseason, not going into – because uh, right now, mm-hmm. like uh, I mentioned the channel, I think it's more Dodgers, Braves thing than anything else. It will be pretty much interesting, but I doubt if any of the other teams within the uh, that National League can contain those two teams. They're extremely high. But at this point in time, um, all I'm more or less looking at is what uh, the AL West is doing right now, how the races between these three teams, how it may pan out to look toward the postseason. Yeah, because, I mean, one of those teams is going to miss the playoffs entirely, right? I think I think the, the I mean the Blue Jays, you know, they still can kind of fall out of the whole thing, but for the most part, what I'm looking at with the Rays is, uh, you know, the Blue Jays. I mean, is that they should to lock it up, um, you know. But the Mariners and the Astros and the Rangers, what they could either win the division or, you know depending on how things shake out, they could miss the wild card game entirely. And then in, in the national league, I'm just, I'm just surprised, not surprised, but I'm, I'm more happy. Like the Cubs kind of hang on, they hang on and they're still in the race. Uh, the Diamondbacks look like they have, they have fallen off and they're still in that race too. So I think the Diamondbacks should get into the playoffs. Um, the Marlins and the Reds just didn't have enough to get in. Um, you know, I'm glad the Reds, you know, above 500, um, they got a lot to build on for next year, but uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting. I think having that five team, that 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 three team wild card and five teams in the playoffs, quote unquote, um, it's made the races a little bit more interesting and made the trade deadline a little interesting because you got more teams in it and then out of it, and you know, there's more there's more teams that could be a, a buyer instead of sellers. So I think that wild card uh, format has kind of done exactly what they thought it was going to do, uh, Manafort and the company. So, uh, Sarah, did you have anything to add before I bring a chef in? You know, well, honestly, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing uh, shakes out down the stretch here. Um, shout out to the Orioles for kind of getting off the mat after so many years of being the, the bottom feeders of, of the ALE. Um, with that being said, shame on the Yankees, but I'll leave that alone. I'm trying to be happy and positive today. Um, <laughs> it's funny looking at it's funny looking at just this AL West where the Texas Rangers, Houston Astros, Seattle Mariners are all kind of still in the thick of things, trying to vie for these last little bit of playoff spots, along with the Toronto Blue Jays and the AL East. Um, it's a, it's it's any man's game, and if you kind of look at it, the Astros are kind of pulling for the Yankees right now uh, to kind of help their cause um, right. to get into to get into the postseason. And, and, and the NL side of things, um, again, the Braves are going to be brave. Shout out to the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, 
But what nobody's really talking about is the fact that the Miami Marlins, Chicago Cubs, the Cincinnati Reds are kind of, again, in the thick of things, so to speak, um, with mm-hmm. a, a week and some change left to go. Um, when we did our, you know, preview show um, in, you know, March of this past year or April, I forget when we did it, um, nobody was talking about the Miami Marlins. As a matter of fact, the Miami Marlins, yeah, yeah, the Miami Marlins was picked, if I remember correctly, to finish last in the division. Um, but now they're right. in the thick of things late into uh, September, early October. So shout out to them. Uh, the San Diego Padres kind of right at the ship, so to speak. They had the Tatis um, suspension that they was able to kind of stabilize and battle through. Um, I still think they need a little bit of pitching, so to speak, but ultimately. Um, it's going to be an interesting postseason, and you know what? I, I'm, the Yankees are out of it. The, the Pirates are out of it. The 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 quote unquote blue bloods are out of it, if you will. Besides the Braves and the Dodgers, but it's going to be a fun postseason, man. It's anybody's game as long as the Twins don't do well. I don't care. TP's going to pop an attitude as long as the Twins don't do well. I'm in good shape. Well, this is their time, man. They don't have the Yankees in their way. You know, Yankees, good or bad, usually just get in the Twins' way. So this is a good time to take advantage. They got the division. They've been they've been comfortable. So hopefully they can get back into that groove of playing some really tough, meaningful baseball. You know what I mean? Like when you have a lull. Uh, I feel like the, the Orioles and the, the, the Rays, they've been in such a tight race that they've been in that kind of postseason, you know, mode for a while. So – Teams like the Braves and teams like the um, maybe even the Phillies, but the Dodgers and the Twins that locked it up a little while ago, they kind of taken that foot off the gas a little bit. So hopefully they can get right back into it. So um, you got a couple of chefs. I'm going to bring them in. Call it out of the 901 area code. What's up? What's going on? I don't hear anybody. So. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He might be running a little late, so I'll bring. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll, all right, I'll do that. I'll give him a little bit of time. Um, and we do have um, other chefs in the building. Let me bring them in. That's my computer is going really slow today. But um, calling out of the 615, everybody knows who this is, the resident Braves fan, Mr. Harvey himself. What's going on, Mr. Harvey? Hey, what's going on? And we've been talking on this network for weeks about the Marlins mm. and the Reds. And the Giants, who have now fallen off, and the D-backs, and all these teams contending for these wild card slots. Uh, and so Chandler and I on Thursday Night Gumbo and all these other shows, we've been talking. And listen, last night, with the Cubs losing that game late, and with Ellie De La Cruz hitting the home runs, the Reds coming back, and the Marlins winning last night, and they dropped the first half of a doubleheader today, bad, to the Mets. Second game's mm-hmm. going on now. But you got three teams right there within a game and a half, Cubs, Reds, and Marlins going into today. Um, and this mm-hmm. is – that's just for one wild card slot. I mean, the Diamondbacks right now would be in that second wild card slot matched up with the Phillies in the first round. Uh, but that's what's fun in the National League is just these teams contending for this spot. And you just mentioned the West and the American League. That's been the fun race because now the Mariners are separated by a couple more games – but, you know, for a lot of this last month, you had three teams within a game of each other, and they were swapping uh, first place in every day. I mean, pretty much. Uh, 
you know, you have a day in first. No, you take first place one day. I got it. You take it, you know, kind of thing uh, going on. And so right now the Blue Jays have pulled ahead of all those teams to get into that second wild card slot. But, I, you know, these all these teams are still packed in there close enough that anything can happen. There's only one team in contention in the American League that's going to get sent home. Uh, all the rest of them will make the playoffs. But uh, it, it's fun. To your point, Barry, I mean, Looking at that, you got six teams that are going to make it. Uh, so seven teams in contention for those six spots in the American League, and then in the National League, you got eight or nine teams in contention for those six spots. So I mean, just looking at that, even the last week of the season, you know, half the league uh, still has a shot to make the playoffs, which is what they were hoping for when they added these extra wild card slots. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the fun of it, right? And, I, you know, that's a success, right? I think they figured it out. I think it's a three-game series. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, boys. But, you know, a three-game series with the wild card, then it gets into that five-game series, and then into seven. So, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a battle of nutrition. You really have to kind of set your lineup and or your pitching staff more so um, to, to get ready for that. So, it, but it's, it's, it's a fun experience, and, you know, you get that little taste of playoff uh, baseball. Um, and I got to say, you know, rest in peace to Brooks Robinson, um, since we're talking about the Orioles, who passed away, one of the great, if not the greatest third baseman that ever played. Yeah, absolutely. Probably the best defensive third baseman um, ever. Um, you know, you could name any guy in the modern area. You know, TP will tell you that's a, being a slave of the, the prison of the moment. That guy was – Brooks Robinson is a legend. He, he's one of the greats. So, um, you know, shout out to thing him. we've ever seen to him is Nolan Arenado. Uh, it really, it, yeah, it, he's a close yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But you know, that's the standard. That's the measuring uh, stick. But um, yeah, so it should be fun as uh, you know October baseball kits going. I'm sure you guys will be talking about it tomorrow on the uh, roundtable gumbo. Chandler and Mr. Harvey. And listen, um, you know, I, there was other news that came out. You know, we could talk college football, but really the big – because that's, that's what I was going to talk about today. But obviously the big news came out uh, earlier today as, uh, you know, in, in the NBA as media day starts to approach. Um, you know, we, we heard that uh, trade talks were going to pick up, and today, you know, dropped a bomb just like uh, Bootsy Collins and them. So – um, listen, the Portland Trailblazers finally traded Damian Lillard, uh, to the Bucks to play around, uh, play alongside Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee, a massive three team deal that I don't think is finished. Uh, we'll get to the details a little bit, uh, later, but, um, a three team deal with the Suns and, 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 and now Portland's going to get Drew Holiday. They get DeAndre Ayton. Uh, they get uh, some other draft picks and some other uh, player compensation. The Suns, they get uh, Nurkic, uh, they get Grayson Allen, they get Nazio, um, Nazio Little, Keon Johnson. Um, but obviously the centerpiece of the trade is the Bucks getting Damian Lillard to pair alongside Giannis and uh, Chris Middleton. So a massive deal. So a lot of angles to take with this, but – um, TP, let's start here. Uh, I definitely want to get a lot of different from the chefs. I want to look at this because this is a big deal. But just um, let's talk about Damian Lillard to the Bucks. Um, You know, how is 
that going to shake up the NBA as we, you know, the season starts media days, a couple days away. And now we have uh, a, a, a duo that can contend with anybody in the league. Talk to me about Lillard to the Bucks. Um, I don't think it shakes up anything out east, to be honest. I think it actually made the situation worse for the Bucks. The Bucks gave up a lot to get one player that mm. is ring chasing at this point in time. The crazy part about Dane Lillard is who can play with a guy that wants to launch the ball crazy? Who can play ball with a guard that's not going to defend? You got rid of Drew Holiday, who's an all-star guard that played good on-ball defense and could distribute and score all in one facet. They got rid of a lot of pieces that helped Milwaukee go on these runs and made them dangerous. Now it really is the Dame and Giannis show. Giannis is already ailed by a bad leg at this point in time. Let's see if he can hold up on it. Not that they're saying like his leg is something that hampers him because he is the Greek freak and it's hard to stop him, but who else is behind them? Who, Brooks Lopez? Who, uh, Portis? Like, they, they lost, and, and a lot of people were talking about why didn't Middleton go? So, they they got some questions to answer, especially with, you know, a new coach coming into the fold as well. Um, I, I love it that Dame can shoot the ball. I can't take that away because we all want to see the ball get scored. But there's other interesting things on the floor that need to be taken care of. Um, all across the board in this trade, I, I scratched my head because, to me, to be honest, DeAndre Ayton is a better center than uh, Nurkic. Nurkic has been injury plagued for the past, I don't know how many different seasons, for them to bring him down there with Kevin Durant, Booker, and company. If he's out of the fold, they still don't have a big. They got rid of so many different pieces down in Phoenix, and they're getting, you know, scraps back. I think the the biggest piece that they get to their puzzle potentially could be Grayson Allen. They, you got to hope for the rest of this to pan out for Phoenix. And I, I think Portland did their situation out of desperation, but they did get good pieces back getting DeAndre Ayton there. Uh, Drew also is a big pickup. Like, I, I don't understand how Milwaukee could let go a player of his caliber. And this has been told by somebody that's close to me uh, a few years back here in this kitchen. So um, I, I don't know if Portland gets out of the cell. I think Portland still is like a year or two away unless Chauncey could really get this thing rolling and floating. Uh, Milwaukee, I feel like this move, put them in the middle of the pack in the East. I don't think this puts them as a powerhouse because Dane comes there and he's a three-point launcher and, and Giannis is a guy that likes to operate from the outside in and do a lot of his, uh, you know, two-step dribble and get to the rim and finish and duck on people. It's going to be interesting unless Giannis turns into some type of spot-up shooter that can help Dame out, and I doubt that happens. So this is going to be interesting to see if Milwaukee could turn the corner in the Eastern Conference while the Celtics are trying to get stronger, while the Heat are looking like a strong threat. Who knows what's going on in Philadelphia right now with the James Harden ordeal? It's it's loaded in Eastern Conference. I don't know if Milwaukee just steps up to the front of the line because Damian Lillard finally got out of Portland, Oregon. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to focus on Lillard. I mean, because he wanted to go to Miami, right, TP? That's where he wanted to go when he requested that trade. Um, he got they got the fine and all that stuff for it, but Miami just didn't have enough to get him. And you know, I don't know if he's happy with the trade. I know I know he tweeted about it. He's quote unquote excited because he's playing with a friend of his, right, Giannis. Um, but I, I still think you know it's not. He didn't want to go to Milwaukee. He wanted to go to Miami. But I think this is a pretty good alternative to go to a team that is right there as far as title contention. 
minus the pieces that they had to give up. You got to give up something to get them, right? So I got I got Royce in calling out of the nine hundred one. I'm going to bring him in. Royce, what's going on? What's going on, fellas? How's all the chefs doing? We are chilling, man. It's good to hear your voice, man. It's been a long time, but welcome to the kitchen. Um, we're talking, listen, this basketball uh, news that shook the world today, uh, Dame Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks, man. Give me your opinion on Dame Lillard getting out of Portland and headed to Milwaukee. Yeah, as I listen, you know, to, to Thomas as well as just the different reporters speaking today, my gut reaction is that I actually like this trade for Dame Lillard. Um, I think it's the best situation for him, much better than, you know, what he went out and said in terms of social media, I want to go to Miami. I feel like mm-hmm. maybe he tried to rope a dope us a little bit, uh, given the fact that it's been now been shared again that uh, previous seasons when Giannis was a free agent before he signed his deal, Dame tried to get him to Portland. Long story short, I think this is great for Dame and the Milwaukee Bucks. You have to give up a player. It's really not Drew Holiday for Dame, it's DeAndre Ayton. That will be the player the Blazers uh, keep and kind of slot into that position in terms of the salary cap to replace where Dame occupied. Drew Holiday, I think, is a piece that they'll be able to flip for additional assets. And I, I find it, you know, and, and you guys know how I talk around, you know, the kitchen. It would be amazing to me. I'm, I'm going to try to spice it up a little bit if uh, the Portland Trailblazers find themselves being the team that parlays Dame Lillard, facilitates the Dame Lillard trade as well as the James Harden trade. I'm just throwing that out there. I know Mm -hmm. it literally has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but all that I'm just simply saying is they sent enough assets back in terms of getting getting, uh, Dame to a place that he'd like to be that they could go out and do some more shopping. And as Connor Thomas alluded to, it does absolutely nothing to put the Portland Trailblazers in the race for any kind of playoff contention. I think they knew that they would be a young team and they're going to be uh, bottom and middle of the road for a little while. However, Chauncey Billups, I'm certain, wants to have some veterans there. So I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, again, I'm just adding loss to the fire. Maybe Drew Holiday is the consolation prize for the Miami Heat in exchange for Kyle Lowry. Who knows? Mm. Anything could happen. (laughs) So uh, I like the trade in short. I like it for uh, the Blazers because they get a young Aiton. Uh, I'm not a fan of it for the Phoenix Suns because of the health reasons of Nurkic. Not many people are, are big on Bol Bol. I think it gives him an uh, opportunity for more minutes, primarily due to the health of Yusuf Nurkic. Otherwise, I'm just not a huge fan of, of what the Phoenix Suns got. I do like Grayson Allen. He does have championship experience, but – in terms of uh, name value and cachet, nothing special going on in Phoenix since the Bradley Beal deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. They've been looking to get off of DeAndre Ayton for a while. TP, we've, talk, we've all talked about it, serious in the crew. And, it, you know, I, I know TP doesn't like it, right? I don't, right? I mean, correct, TP, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't feel like DeAndre Ayton should have been traded out of Phoenix, like, he wasn't the the reason that they lost or anything like that. But I think to flip him to get a, a center that's pretty good, 
and nurtured, but then also adding a little depth. I think the depth was the problem, right? Once they, they blew up their team to get Bradley Beal, now you have some depth to go behind them. I think that helps. Um, you know, you got a serviceable center, but you also have some pieces that can give you some valuable minutes instead of trying to run Beal and, and Durant uh, 40 minutes a game, right? So I, I like it from that standpoint. But I do agree with you, Royce. I like the trade for Dame. I don't like the trade for Milwaukee because it guts their team. I think it guts their team. They still got good pieces. Portis is a good piece. They still got Lopez. They still have uh, Middleton. But, like, you, you lose some, some depth pieces that I don't know. I don't know if you can replace them. Serious, talk to me about uh, Dame, Dame time headed to – who was who was that? Do somebody want to say something? Oh uh, yeah, I was just gonna say in response into in terms of the depth. I mean, losing uh, Grayson Allen, uh, I think they attempted to replace him when they brought in a guy like Malik Beasley. Again, he mm-hmm. lost a luster in terms of his name when he left Denver, uh, went to Minnesota, ends up in L.A. You start thinking maybe sometimes when guys move, they're not valued. But I I think different. When guys tend to move, it's because they have value. They could kind of fit in. So I think they still have a, a replacement for Grayson Allen. You clearly replace Drew Holiday with Dame Lillard. They're not the same guy. Mm-hmm. They offer you something different. And let's just be honest about Chris Middleton. He can't be the guy that he was when they won the championship because of the injury. However, when right. you bring in someone like Dame Lillard, Chris Middleton can be 15-5-5 five, and five on a nightly basis, even if he misses 10 to 12 games per season. And you can count on Dame and Giannis to be the ones to close the deal for you when you're trying to win a championship. So I think it's a great trade for the organization. Okay, that's fair. Um, serious, give me, your, give me your opinion on it. Uh, it, uh, on the trade, I think uh, TPX, I don't know if you were coming in, but um, serious, give me your opinion on, on this trade, Dame, Dame Willard to uh, Milwaukee. You know, uh, first and foremost, Royce is back in the building. My guy, man, it's good to hear from you. <laughs> um, but that, with, that, with that being said, um, I think it's an interesting deal. Um, and the reason why I say that is because CP, you know, alluded to this when, when he was talking about the fact that the, the Bucks put a lot of their chips in the middle um, for hopes of hitting, you know, gold on, on, on the end. And honestly, for all intents and purposes, Dane Dollar is also not a young dude. This guy has missed each of the last two to three seasons with significant injury, um, and he missed a significant amount of time. So if you're going to push all your chips in the middle, in hopes of striking gold, you want to have the, the the likelihood of the player that you're trying to go get be there for your team. And so I honestly believe that time will ultimately tell. I, I can't say who won. I can't say who lost. Um, I do believe, and again, everything I'm reading about this, and I shared this with you guys at, uh, offline, that Drew Holiday will find himself back to Milwaukee. Um, he said mm. that he wants to be a buck for life, um, so he is a potential buyout candidate. Um, but I, I just have a hard time picturing Drew Holiday playing with another organization. So if if Drew Holiday finds himself back to Milwaukee, um, then I think 
this deal looks a whole lot better for the Milwaukee Bucks because then you insert you Holiday back into a lineup. Um, you get his defense. You get his ability to get you 15, 10 um, on a given night. Um, he alluded to um, uh, the, the fact that, you know, Chris Middleton is, is not a solid number two like he once was due to injury. But, again, he's another guy that can get you some buckets. The thing that I'm curious about is DeAndre Ayton going to the Blazers. Because if you look at that situation, who are the Blazers now going to run to? I mean, they, they, they drafted a dude last year who, for all intents and purposes, is supposed to be the heir apparent. Um, and so, ultimately, I'm not even sure DeAndre Ayton is as good of a center as people make him out to be. So this is going to be a big issue for me looking at how this whole thing unfolds. Um, as a Tar Heel fan, I've never been a friend of Grayson Allen, but I do respect the fact that he has a propensity to stick his nose in the middle of somewhere, take a charge, hit a big shot from time to time. He actually started a ton of games for the Milwaukee Bucks over his tenure there. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out. I'm, I'm glad it finally happened with it. I'm glad that Dane Dollar has actually moved. Um, and personally, this wasn't the question that was asked. I think the Miami Heat actually fumbled the back here because this was a layup for the Miami Heat, if you if you want to get technical, and they refused to move to get the pieces that they needed to move to get him in the building. You lose Vincent uh, due to an off-season move. I think he's with the Lakers at the moment. Um, you lose a couple other key pieces, and so you're going into, you know, training camp and, and preseason, you know, shuffling now. You know, uh, Jimmy Butler goes on social media and talks about, you know, investigating them for tampering and a bunch of other nonsense. Like, look, take your L, my guy. Your team and your organization, someone with the bag, Dane Dollars, went out and said, this is where he wants to go. This is what he wants to do. This is what he wants to go. And y'all couldn't figure out the numbers. Y'all couldn't figure out the competition to make it work. And you allow valuable pieces out of your building. Like, Kyle Lowry ain't going to get you – you know, 15 and 10 on a consistent basis like he used to, he barely, he, he, he barely starts. You know what I'm saying? You lose Vincent. Okay. You have Tyler Hero who's coming into his own, but he's coming off an injury trying to get himself back to health. There's a lot of questions surrounding these four teams. So it's going to be fun to see how it all pans out, man. I mean, from what I heard, Sirius, I like – the Heat and the Blazers had conversations, but it never got very far. And from what I heard, like, the Heat had nothing to offer the the Blazers. And I've seen people say, like, oh, wow, the Blazers did Dame Dollar dirty by trading him to Milwaukee instead of Miami. Everything he's done for that organization, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, honestly, the Blazers, yeah, they, want, they would want to do right by Dame, but they have the obligation to their organization to make the best deal that they possible for them, not to make, you know, not to just trade them to Miami for nothing. That's an asset that you can get a lot back for, and they certainly did. Why would I trade them for nothing for, you know, just because he wants to go there? It just doesn't make any sense, you know what I mean? And I, I think, honestly, I think the Bucks, not the Bucks, the, the Blazers have, and now they have some young talent in, in Scoot Henderson that they just drafted, Simmons, Sharp I like, Jeremy Grant. They got a young squad now that they can start building a future around. Um, and, and Dame 
gets to go to a contender. Uh, you know, it's a win-win for both sides, in my opinion. But, Mr. Harvey, talk to me about this deal that uh, Dame Lillard going to the Milwaukee Bucks. So let me tell you this. First of all, uh, Royce, glad to have you in the building with us. Welcome. Uh, respectfully, if Portland were to trade Drew Holiday to Miami for Kyle Lowry, that general manager should be fired before he hangs up the phone. All right, let me, let me just make that quite clear. Uh, no way in the world would I trade Drew Holiday for Kyle Lowry. Uh, I don't I don't care if you give me, like, uh, a couple of those South Beach strip clubs along with it uh, for compensation. I'm not doing it. Uh, it you're right. If, if Lowry ends up back in – I mean, I'm sorry if you got me off. Okay, if Holiday ends up uh, back in Milwaukee, this does – uh, make this trade look a lot different because Holiday's got size. Uh, he can defend on the ball, and that would counteract with, you know Dame being kind of a, a, a smaller guard, and maybe work out for them. Uh, you know, a guy that I really respect, a reporter out of Philly that frequented the barbershop with us plenty of times, actually wrote in the aftermath of this. Uh, Milwaukee is now showing you that they are a first-class organization. Like, so this is all overreaction. I'm like, that's like uh, fantasy basketball theories here uh, because you're looking at what Dame has provided and whatever. But to me, uh, basketball games are not won on stat sheets. They're not won on uh, just what points can be put up. And I'm telling you, uh, Drew's on-ball defense, his leadership, and his ability to facilitate and handle the point guard position, I, I think it's something that I think it's something that would be missed in Milwaukee. He's he's kind of a heartbeat for that team. I love what what Giannis brings. Uh, I think that you know Dan can shoot it from anywhere. We know that, um, and we know that uh, he can bring some. Uh, you know, when when Dan gets hot, look out. Like, he can carry a team for spurts or whatever. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, you still got to play on both ends. You guys just talked about Middleton's age, whatever. I, I'm i glad that Dan was traded out of there. I, I Like I said in conversations before, I feel like that this is a conversation that we've been having for the better part of four or five years. Is Dan finally going to get traded? Is he going to go? Then he comes out each year and says, no, I want to stay. And so now he goes, finally. Uh, you know, you did wrong by him if you would have shipped him uh, to play for the Rancho Cucamonga Cockroaches, as, as, as uh, Ty called them uh, previously. Or if you send him to a place that doesn't have any future, then maybe you did wrong, wrong by the player. But if you wanted to go to Miami and end up going to Milwaukee, it's not like you're not going to a place where you have a chance to be in the playoffs and you're going to a team that has a much higher ceiling. So I do like it for Dame. I'm not sure what that does for Milwaukee yet. I want to see what happens with this holiday move, but I I, I don't. I think this trade hurts them on the defensive end. Uh, the other thing that I will say about this is I think it's good for Aiton to get to a place where, A, there's not going to be as much pressure on him. Listen, the the pressure on the Phoenix Suns this year after they went and got Beal to go along with Booker and Durant, uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure. It's it's definitely championship for Boston Phoenix. Aiton doesn't have to be in that pressure cooker 
he can kind of develop in, in Portland. I mean, he's not a finished product. This kid's still young. Uh, and he can also play for a coach that doesn't let his personal feelings get involved and didn't want to look over at him or they, they have these kind of disagreements and at times it's petty. I respect Monty Williams a lot as a person. Uh, but if you watch some of the back and forth and some of the antics, it definitely got personal uh, between the two of them over the last year plus. And I don't think that that does anything to help a young guy in his development. And so, uh, you know, I uh, hopefully, you know, I believe Chauncey's the kind of coach that can kind of keep those personal feelings out of it. And so we'll see what Aiden is. I, I, I don't know that we know for sure uh, how good he can be, if he's hit his ceiling or not. Uh, but but we'll see. He's in a place where they're young. There's a chance to develop and grow together. And, and now you can see what you can sort of build around them. And, you, you know, probably a pretty good bet that they're going to be a lottery team uh, again this next season, right? So, uh, you know, pressure's off, DeAndre. Go have fun. You're not in Phoenix anymore. Uh, damn, I hope you guys get it figured out in Milwaukee because you got to be able to stop people some too. Uh, but at least, like I said, no more conversations about whether or not he's going to be moved. It's done now. And we'll see if, uh, you know, th- there's a this is a big year for Milwaukee as far as trying to secure the services of Giannis, right? He's 28. Other stars are a bit older than him, and he came out and said, you know, he wants to see what this organization's doing moving forward and see if the commitment's still there from other people to determine whether or not he's going to sign a max next year. So you got another star piece. Uh, now we'll see over the next few months if that means that this franchise is uh, closer or further away than where you felt like they or where you feel like you want them to be in order to decide on on your future in that city. So, I mean, you know, to be continued. And I think the last thing I'll say about it is uh, if the Blazers are going to do something with Drew Holiday uh, buyout or if they're going to trade him or whatever, listen, there are a lot of teams that could benefit from the skill set that Drew Holiday has. And so I think until we see what that return is, uh, then the jury still has to be out on what we think of, uh, you know, how Portland made out in this trade. Yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, I I I think um I think the the Bucks bought themselves some time to to by getting Lillard, bringing him in the house so so that now they have a way to keep Giannis cuz Giannis was probably in a matter of moments just like I want out. You know what I mean? Now Giannis has no reason to leave because he's got a a, a tag partner that, you know, he can rely on. Not to say Milton wasn't bad. He was a closer. But to your guy's point, he's getting older. You know, he's not as healthy as he was. Now you got a guy that can really close and really get, uh, you know, get shots, make the game easier for Giannis and company. So, um, you know, it'll be an situation. Uh, timeless. Where do you think Holiday ends up? I mean, can, Timeless. Can can he get bought out and go back to the Bucks? Is that is that a thing? Can he do that, or like, can he? Because they traded him to that team, he can't go there. Like, I don't. I don't know the subtleties of the, the buyout market, but, I mean, even still, where do you think Holiday would end up? I don't know, but I'm hearing that Portland will end up flipping them, and, and it's like Royce heard the same thing I heard, too. Um, if I was mm-hmm. true, I wouldn't I wouldn't even want to go back there. The way that they use me as a trading piece, no. Um, I I was a, an interesting piece to the championship run. I know Giannis gets a ton of the credit, 
but Drew Holiday was the dog in Chris Paul's face where Chris Paul could not get that ball up across half court. He literally was giving Booker the ball, and that caused a lot of confusion to their sets, having them deep into the clock trying to get the ball moved around. It ultimately looked like that ended their their, uh, series in the finals. Then they got rid of their defensive dog. I don't see how much defense you could bring to Milwaukee at this point in time right now. They got rid of Grayson Allen, who's a good on-the-ball defender as well. Even though he has dirty tricks and antics, I don't like Duke, as you guys know already, but he's an interesting piece in the fold of that team. And um, it's really going to be Giannis and and the pieces that they still have there remaining. Um, If I was Drew, I wouldn't want to go back. If they got rid of me and knowing Drew's history that he's been from team to team to team and he can't really find a home and this one in Milwaukee was his, his you know, his go mode situation, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I think he has to just wait to see what Portland does with him, if they keep him or get rid of him and go with the, the next, uh you know, the next page in the book, if you will. But I, I'm not going back to Milwaukee after that. I, I, I'm done. They, they got rid of me and, and never go backwards. That's what I was always taught. Yeah, I mean, well, like, just just yesterday, he said he wanted to be a, a buck for life, and then today he's gone. <laughs> it's crazy. Go, go ahead. Uh, I think that was you, Rick. Go ahead. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the nature of the business. We Like, guys are going to share and start reporting different things to make us emotional about what happened because we're kind of, like, attached to it, right? But if we separate our emotions from it all, and we look at the basketball sense of it, as you alluded to, Dame Lillard is the prime asset. So let's not depreciate this prime asset value because we might want to be emotionally attached to Drew Holiday. Let's just be clear about it. Drew Holiday is not a better overall player than Dame Lillard, regardless of how you feel about Drew's defense and having been next to uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and doing his part to secure a championship. I'm certain that it had you inserted Dame Lillard in 2021 next to Giannis, he may not have played the type of D that Drew played, but he would have made some plays on the offensive end that may have still secured a championship, and we'd rave about that. All that being said, number one, there's not going to be a buyout because the GM was smart enough to number uh, to not fall for the okie doke with Miami and get pennies on the dollar for Dame and send them there just because everybody started running with that narrative because it seemed like no other team was coming out of the woodworks or at least being associated with Dame Lillard and the word, he wants Miami. So when you get an asset like Drew Holiday, clearly we all know how good he is. You must take Drew Holiday, since he does not fit your timeline, and flip him for more assets because I think currently they're down to maybe 13 or 14 persons on that roster. And you're trying to figure out, well, what else do we add to a 25, 26-year-old DeAndre Ayton besides the draft picks of Scoot Henderson, Rayon Ruper, uh Chris Murray, uh, last year, uh, Shaden Sharp. And you could still also possibly at some point in the next two to three seasons flip Grant and Anthony Simons. Where is that organization headed? So, you know, there's it is still to be determined the overall haul for moving Dame Lillard, but this GM in Portland is not going to fumble the ball and uh just buy um Drew Holiday out. That's not going to happen. He is going to get live bodies that can contribute and they're not only just gonna be uh 
uh, guys in terms of dollars and cents on the books, they're going to have some name value. It's probably going to be at least one young player coming back. So when I was alluding to uh, Miami and Kyle Lowry, it's really about getting uh, Tyler Hero off of that squad into Portland potentially and maybe – you know, you making salaries match, you move other pieces. Maybe you end up sending out Drew Holiday and Anthony Simons in exchange for a Kyle Lowry and a Tyler Hero, right? That way, again, the old guys come off the books when they're ready to go because if Drew Holiday said he wants to be a buck for life, well, he also said he doesn't really see himself playing after the end of this current contract. So that's this season and then next year, which is a player option. So Drew is pretty much ready to walk out the door. He's not trying to play another five seasons of NBA basketball. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see the the Trailblazers moving off of Simons and and um, and company, but you know, because I think that's the young core that they're building around. I, I mean, I like the the idea of having Scoot Henderson at the point, Simons at the two, and Sharp at the at the at the three. So. I hope they don't they've do that, but yeah, I, I they've yeah. done that already. It didn't work. They did that with with better players. You did that with Dame and uh, CJ. Simons is gone. It's a matter of time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean Simons is gone before the start of the season, but you know, I would start looking for Simons' movement at the trade deadline or at the completion of the season because it's about getting as much court time as possible from the two guard position, preferably or stayed in sharp because the drafting of Chris Murray, who's a small four slash power four, if you're truly committed right now to the uh, year one of that new deal they just gave Jeremy Grant, who occupies the four, you got to have mm-hmm. a spot for Chris Murray. So that means Shaden now has to be at the two. And Chauncey, Chauncey Billups, you know the teams that he's played for, you know what he wants, he's looking for it. doesn't mean he doesn't love Anthony, but it's a business. And these guys understand mm-hmm. the business, and that is, look, you're an asset. You're watching what we're doing with Dane. We're going to try to put you in the best situation where you can compete, where you can win, and you can still make your money. So that's why I say, like, it's going to be Scoop's team for sure. His backcourt running mate, you saw it in Summer League, is Shaden Sharp. The odds been out okay. are the older guys. Even if you're only two or three years older in terms of Anthony Simon, he's still a part of the old regime. Fair enough. I mean, I, oh, I yeah. think they should keep him. But we'll see. Go ahead, Sirius. I'll let you go ahead. No, something else to think about, and again, I, I, I just pulled it up off of um, Drew Holiday is due $36 million this year and 39 Ooh. next year. So that, that makes it very difficult. To, to my initial point for him to quote unquote get bought out, right? Because right. of the because of the contract that that Royce was talking about, I didn't even think about the contract. I just understand that again, he does not want to play for anybody else but Milwaukee. So the fact that he's currently sitting in Portland, Oregon, um, makes it very very difficult for me and for 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 him to play there. But again, when it comes talking about the the dollars and cents and how contracts are going to match up and how contracts should match up. Um, it's going to be very interesting because if you look, Kyle Lowry is due 29 this year, and then he's off the books next year, 
and um, and Tyler Hero, who my man alluded to, um, he just got the bag too. So it, it, it's interesting because he's 27 this year, 29. So he, he he's locked up until 2027. Right. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out for, for a Jew holiday. So we'll see what happens, man. Absolutely. Anybody want to add anything before I move on to another piece of NBA talk? I'm with anybody. No, you good. All right. No, you did, you did, it's gonna be. A, all right. Thanks, bro. I mean, listen. I think it's gonna be interesting. I, I think the the Bucks. You know, I think they're gonna be right there in the title race. I think Boston's still a better team, um, but I think the Bucks. You know, adding this player is gonna definitely put them in that conversation in the East. Um, at the near the top, and I and I I think we. I don't want to understand what the Suns are doing. I think adding that depth is really big for them. Um, like I said, so you know it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to, to see how this plays out uh, next week. And obviously, they better hope they don't is, get Miami in the first round again. <laughs> that be, yeah. I mean, listen, I I think injuries played a big part in that. I, I don't I don't see that you know happening twice. But you know, give the give the Heat credit, man. They're they're gamers. You know what I mean? They play hard. So, um, listen, we got media day coming up next week. Timeless um, October second is media day where the, you know, teams, you know, players, coaches, and, and, you know, the front office talk to the media about the season coming up, blah, blah, blah. Um, One name that we're hearing, at least I'm hearing, that might not be showing up for media day is our boy, James Harden. Uh, They're saying that, you know, he might not hold out for, um, for the start of training camp, but he almost certainly will not be at media day for the Philadelphia 76ers. This is amid his request to be traded and to be traded to the Los Angeles Clippers uh, after he opted into his contract. Uh, Timeless, I mean, does Harden get traded uh, before the the trading camp starts or does it go into the regular season? And what – has anybody seen what he looks like? Do we know if, if Fat Harden is loaded yet, or is it he? Like, what are we what are we talking about with, with Harden, TP? I think you're on mute, TP. You're talking. Wait, repeat the question. I'm sorry. Just talk to me about uh, about James Harden. He's not going to show up. Uh, that, well, yeah, that's, that's right, pretty funny. That, that's pretty funny on what they did. They went and got Kelly Oubre in the door too. So I think that's like their insurance pattern they're trying to follow. They have not really pulled mm-hmm. anybody in for James Harden at this point in time. Right now, I feel like they're going into this season with him on the roster and see what they could muster up going into the season. Right now, I feel like he's going to be a sixer, but he's going to be, you know, at the edge of his wits like he was when he was in Houston. Like, and I still remember the game. They were playing the Lakers, and uh, he basically looked at AD and was like, I basically think he telegraphed that he's going to lay the ball up, and he got that shot punched so hard off the glass. I feel like it's going to be the same thing happening in the Sixer game. They're going to be playing somebody. He's just going to tell them which way the play is going to go to force their hands in Philadelphia and, and end up somewhere. But they said the Clippers cut off the talks that he wanted to go to L.A., and I'm finally glad. That's right, you managers out there. I'm happy that you guys are not putting people where they want to go. Dame didn't get to go to Miami, and Harden's not going to be able to go to the red, white, and blue in L.A. So at least you guys are standing firm on what you guys got going. Um, hopefully Harden gets what he wants. 
either in Philadelphia or somewhere else, but not in Los Angeles. Um, Royce, that's for you with your Jimmy Beard that you took away from me several years ago, wishing for him in Houston, and now he's in Philadelphia and is not working out in Pennsylvania. Oh, the brotherly love. <laughs> that's, that's funny. You know, go ahead, is, go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Royce. You know, here, here's, here's here's what I like about, like I said earlier, throwing this log on the fire, and I, I'm, I'm going to roast it a little bit. Um, Portland has done business with the Philadelphia organization, uh, or mm-hmm. should I say they like the players that Philly has drafted, right? Uh, Jeremy Grant, they just gave the bag to. They just traded last season at the deadline for Matisse Thibault. It's been a long uh, roundabout way, but Drew Holiday just walked in the door today, and everybody's trying to send him out somewhere, right? And uh, I believe even Woes started to say things like maybe Drew Holiday to Philadelphia. So it kind of got me thinking as inspiration, like, man, the Clippers are trying to ho-hum it like, no, they don't want to deal with Philly, but if Drew Holiday to Philadelphia and some pieces and some picks, whether they come from the Clippers, because you got to remember the Blazers really didn't get any first-round, significant amount of first-round picks for Dane uh, from Milwaukee or Phoenix. If you could get some first-round picks with, say, from maybe from the Clippers, if they have any left, I don't know how many they're holding, or if Philly has any left, I don't know what they're holding either. But if you can work a way to get one or two first-round picks and some personnel in a three-team deal involving the Clippers and the Sixers, maybe some guys can be happy. And uh, Philadelphia resetting with Drew Holiday and Joel Embiid in pick and roll and being up against Dame Lillard and Giannis, I'm just I'm interested in seeing it. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but I'm not afraid to talk about it. I'm cool with being wrong, right? But I like to get our wheels, you know, turning a little bit, thinking independently for ourselves. James Harden showing up in camp. He doesn't want to. I think professionally it's a mistake if he doesn't if he doesn't get traded before uh, uh, opening day. I think uh, the best thing for him to do as a professional is you show up and you maintain your stance like uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch in, in football. Hey, man, I'm just here so I don't get fined. And you keep it moving, right? And you do the things that you need to do. I don't want to see a, 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 a Ben Simmons type of situation. Um, and the organizations, both Portland and Philly, had plenty of time to do something sooner. So the fact that it's all happening now, I feel, is totally by design. The NBA loves the drama, and uh, it's great for business. So I expect James Harden to be moved uh, between now and October 2nd. Where the hell is he going to go? I have no idea, guys. I'm just throwing logs on the fire. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope he's traded before um, October 2nd, which is, what, um, Monday? Um, but let's be realistic. Does anybody think James Harden is going to show up so he doesn't get fined? Like, he he's going to play, he's going to, you know, play by the rules, show up and, and be a good, he's not going to be a good soldier. This is James Harden we're talking about here. Sirius knows better than I do. And he was in Houston. Okay. Oh, he did, it, he did, <laughs> <laughs> did he? Did he know? Yeah, he did. I don't know. Yeah, 
at it. It's all documented. It's not speculation. He played ball. He sure I, did. I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna do that this time around. I, I think he's at that point where he he's not gonna. He's gonna. The only thing he could do is dig in his heels and and, and reiterate he doesn't want to be there by not showing up. That's that's the only play he has. I mean, I, I, I does anybody serious? You just agree, disagree? Like, does he have any other play? But to,
and that's been his M.O. for the past five years, and I am sick of it. Like, if, if he never picked up another basketball, I'm straight. Now, one more thing, and then I, I, I'll stop here. I do like the idea of Drew Holiday and Joel Embiid, though. I love that idea. So if they're able to make that work, you know, the contracts and, and the money is somewhat, you know, someone in the same ballpark, so if they can make that work, I would be interested in seeing Drew Holiday get out of get out of Portland because I don't think he wants to be there. Send, send James Harden to Oregon. Man, go about there. <laughs> yeah, you think he'll be happy with that? Probably not, right? But, um, you know, I, to TP's point, I agree with TP. Um, who cares what you want? <laughs> like, I'm doing, I'm doing business so I don't get fired. I got to make the best deal possible so I can keep my job, not so I can keep you happy. Um, so, like, he's, like it's the Kukumon. I don't care who it is. I, he could get traded to the to the Connecticut Sun if they'll take him. I don't care. As long as, I, as long as I get my return for it. Uh, Mike, talk to me about James Harden. You think he's going to show up on uh, Monday for media day? Uh, no, he's definitely not going to show up on media day. What will he do once the season starts is the interesting thing. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm not sure if he'd have shown up even if he was happy with his contract on media day. It's hard to really tell uh, with this guy, you know, um, depending on even where he does go. Is he going to show up in shape? Is he going to show up where he, you know, round is a shape and he's got to take a few months to get back into shape, whatever. Like, uh, listen, the, the skill's always been there, but uh, this is another one that, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like, uh, you know, he he's got to be in the headlines each year, right? And I'm not saying that uh, he doesn't have – uh, you know, some beef with with the the guy in the organization, and I'm not saying that that guy is one of the most upstanding people either. But no, he's not he's not going to be there for media day at all. And you know, I, I think the bigger question is going to be if there's not a trade worked out, does he show up for training camp? Yeah, I really don't think he's going to show up for training camp. To be honest with you, I think he's like I said, I think he's going to dig his heels in, and he, the only leverage he has is not showing up. And, and not not fulfilling his end of the bargain, his contract. That's the only thing he can do. But um, you know, we'll see how it works out for him. Obviously, I, you can't keep him. You can't keep him there because he's just not. It's just not going to be a good situation for Joel and Bean and company. So, um, you know, the process just keeps getting <laughs> getting worse and worse. But timeless. Um, you know, media. Like I said, media day is coming up Monday. Um, is there any other storylines that you're you're following as we start to kick off the NBA season? I mean, I'm hearing in LA and in Clipperland that their stars are healthy. We'll see how that works out. But I mean, anything else that you're seeing um, really quickly that you wanted to, to highlight um, as we start to get into the NBA season? Um, I just worry about the home front and. Um... What I was hearing from a podcast, a.k.a. J.J. Redick, you guys probably are not oh. too familiar with this player, but his name is J-Dub, a.k.a. Jalen Williams. And he said, J.J. JJ Redick said, he is going to be an all-star this season. I was like, whoa, slow down. So so he put his, he put his numbers together and said basically everybody has their eyes all on Chet, 
when he's the problem that you should be worrying about. And I'm like, be quiet because you're giving up the secret sauce. This this is what we have, and you're up here telling people our stuff. Let this stuff happen. So I'm I'm kind of biased with what's going on. I love the, the young core. I definitely can't wait to see Chet out there. I just want to see him get up and down in an NBA game. I don't care if it's preseason. I don't care if it's training camp. I don't care if it's practice. LeBron wrecked his whole season last year, stepping on his foot, this doggone boar, and he, and he had Chet sit out. So now Chet gets back, but now it's other young guns out there. So I feel like this is Chris and Neef right now. So I can't wait to Rockefeller take over right now. That, that's, that's all I'm waiting for. Chris and Neef, wow. What happened to those guys? Did they, they didn't do anything. Chris still spitting, and um, that Tough Love album did, did his numbers. You better uh, – do your research before you talk about it. No, I'm not talking Josh. Like, I, I just haven't heard from him in a while, so, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I apologize. That's all they did with Rail. That's all they did with Rail. No Better Love was on top of the charts for a long time. Right, 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 right. right. You're they right. Play, they, they, play, they, they play that song at weddings and stuff. Like, I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> people just don't listen. Hey, it's music. No, I... <laughs> No, I remember they had some uh, some some spit, they spit some verses on the blueprint too, and then you know it really it was. No, we could talk about that a long time. But um, serious, talk to me. What do, what are you what are you thinking about? What do you, what's uh, intriguing you as we, as the NBA is about to get started? You even want to talk about your, yeah, team, your a, young team? They're looking pretty good. You know what I mean? What do you, what do you got? They look good, and they look good in summer league. Obviously, I'm keeping an eye on what happens in Houston. Um, I love mm-hmm. the MAU Doka hire, and I, I really see what what, what takes place um, with, with that squad, with my squad there. I, I think we may be a season or two away from really competing, but time will tell. The couple of things I wanted to talk about as far as NBA, and I'm glad everybody's here, you know, from an NBA. Um, there's a couple people that, you know, haven't been mentioned. Ben Simmons, a guy who we dragged, you know, he seems like he is ready to go. Um, so can, can can Ben Simmons kind of return to Ben Simmons of old before the playoff series and whatnot in Philly? Um, I posted mm-hmm. this. I posted this to you guys in, in, in the group thread. Um, Rudy Gay quietly signed with the Golden State Warriors. Um, mm-hmm. Another a, 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 another savvy move by Steve Kerr and those guys. Um, you already hit on the simple fact that PG thirteen and Kawhi mm-hmm. may be you know, playing together for a significant period of time this year before they, they get hurt. Um, one of the issues coming out of the Western Conference is, is you know, Luka and Kyrie, that experiment didn't go well uh, last year due to the fact that they got together late. Um, rumor has it, based on what I'm reading here, um, that the chemistry is going well and they figured it out and they're going to try to do some things. I do think them losing uh, Christian Wood. Um, is going to really hurt them. And speaking of Christian Wood, I mean, I don't say the rich get richer, but I, I like what the Lakers were able to assemble this all season. You know, I'm, I'm not putting them in the in the NBA playoff and in, in the NBA championship and like that, but I like what they were able to assemble. Again, getting a Dave Vincent, getting a Christian Wood, re-signing, uh, you know, Hachimura, um, and, and another season um, under his belt. For, 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 for Darvin Ham as, as the head coach. It's, it's going to be fun, man. Again, I, we, we say this all the time. This is the best time of year. And, you know, basketball officially comes back to us on Monday. Um, one other thing to talk about, 
uh, since I live here in the metro D.C. area, I do keep my eye on what the Washington Wizards are doing, um, and they may be a lottery pick um, next summer because I, I, don't, I don't foresee or foreshadow them doing anything of any type of significance. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, they, they're not. There's no way. They, they traded away uh, Beal and they traded away Porzingis. I, I don't see any – path forward for them to make the playoffs, but I, you know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, Harvey, Mr. Harvey, talk to me. What do you, what do you think? What do you like uh, heading into the season? What storylines are kind of calling out to you as you get ready for uh, media day uh, on Monday? So to me, a couple of the interesting ones are, what does this Memphis team look like with Marcus Smart kind of covering for Ja while he's out? Mm. And then if you have you know, uh, Jared healthy all year, uh, Jared Jackson Jr. healthy all year. What does that uh, do for this Memphis team? You're talking about a team that did miss Ja for a piece of last season and still ended up with the number two seed in the Western Conference playoffs. Now, a lot of good it did them, but uh, that's what happened. Uh, so I'm curious to see how this Memphis team weathers the storm I do think that Marcus Smart is kind of a veteran presence that can kind of come in there and help this team refocus a little bit at times. Uh, you know, Chandler and I talked about multiple times they kind of needed a uh, an older guy who's just kind of like a dog who's just, you know, kind of gritty uh, type of guy to come in there. And so I, I think you get that in, Mark, in Marcus Smart. But, you know, how does that yeah. fit look in Memphis? Um so that's uh, something I'm really interested in. I'm also looking to see, you know, like the Clippers stars being healthy. Like that's almost like the the news report on Christmas Eve telling you where Santa Claus is, right? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I, I, I hope they could stay healthy because I think for the game it would be nice to be able to see them play for a full year uh, for this team. I, I don't necessarily root for the Clippers, but I respect how out of Tyloo. Uh and you know, I listen, Paul George, all the different adversities and things that he's been through and, and Kawhi in his career, you gotta respect him as basketball players. Uh another one that I'm really curious to see this year is, you know, can Zion be healthy? Can Brandon Ingram be healthy? And if you can keep those two guys on the court with the other talent that the Pelicans have been able to bring in. You guys, going into January last year, so a couple months into the season, Pelicans were sitting right at or near the top of the Western Conference. Uh, And this was missing one of those guys in most of their games. They, They only had both of those guys together for like 15 games last year. Uh, so can they figure out a way to keep these guys healthy? And if so, what's their ceiling in the Western Conference? Yeah, TP mentioned the Thunder. Man, there's so much use on that team. Looking forward to see what happens there. And then, listen, late last season, you had the Kyrie Irving deal. Now they decided to run it back. They've kind of made a few roster moves in the offseason season. But what does this Dallas team actually look like? What kind of shape is Luka in? Is he ready to go? Uh, How do him and Kyrie get this thing figured out? 
you know, I, I don't think this team's a championship team by any means, but can they just make the playoffs? Playoffs? Uh, you know, so what happens there? And I know I'm kind of sticking in that in that one division with some of these stories, but, you know, so many things to go around in the NBA, but those are just a couple that jump out to me. Yeah, so I mean, I'll, I'll be curious to see about your Lakers, man. What, what they what they got rolling? They made some interesting moves, like Sirius alluded to in the off season, to really kind of build on what they were able to do at the trade deadline last year. So it'll be interesting to see a full season with the, that that kind of new look team, uh, you know, that new look uh, roster to see if they can get it done in LA. Royce, uh, what do you, what are you uh, most intrigued about coming into the uh, NBA season as we get ready for media day on Monday? Well, I'll touch on a few places that guys kind of stopped and then I'll add uh, those who interest me from there. Uh, Timeless with OKC, man, they currently got about 19 guys under contract. They got to get down to 15, but here's the young guy that I like that no one's discussing. He plays the center position. He's got center size with playmaking skills, and he goes by the name of Usman Jane. I really like that kid. I think he's going to do something mm. special this year. When everybody starts to key in on J-Dub, it's going to be Usman Jang and, uh being a hub who can playmake and knock down threes. I think he's going to catch everybody by surprise in OKC. Uh, when Sirius mentioned Ben Simmons, I'm so happy to hear his name mentioned and the fact that he even said, hey, we like to hate on this guy. Here's my prediction on Ben Simmons. He's going to be an all-star, whether you like him or not, whether you think he's fan voted in or the coaches voted in, he's going to play well enough, and he'll be an all-star. That roster has been constructed, and it's tailor-made to the type of roster when Joel Embiid was out one game and the Philadelphia 76ers played the Utah Jazz. He went for like 42, 15, and 10 or something crazy. The perfect defensive DNA roster with a guy coming into his own in uh, Michael Bridges who can really put the ball in the hole in an efficient level. So I I like Ben Simmons' uh, upcoming season. Stand with you, Simmons, uh, serious down in uh, D.C., and whether they make the playoffs or not, they probably won't. But Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, and Denny Avdia. Keep your eyes on Denny Avdia. I'm excited about this season for him. It's a contract year. Uh, Kuzma got his bag. Poole certainly already received his bag. Those two guys will be the focal point in Washington and the guy who's going to fly right under the radar, again, a big man who can rebound and playmate, who was once dubbed the next Luka Doncic, then he obviously is going to uh, have the green light to playmate and do some special things, I think, there in Washington. So they might not make the playoffs, but they should be fun to watch. Um, other players as opposed to teams, I'm a guy who likes to, you know, scour the league and discuss some of the young talent uh, before it really blows up. It's kind of like, your top eight or your top ten, that's not your top eight or top ten in name value. Uh, in Charlotte, keep your eyes on Nick Smith, Jr., who was once considered mm. the best prospect out of Arkansas. Uh, he played uh, AU basketball with, um, was it, Brandon Miller. They have great chemistry. I look for them to uh, study the second unit, and if injuries ravage the, the uh, Hornets again, those guys could be special. 
Hopefully Jalen Suggs can stay healthy. He's getting close to uh, being in the final year of his deal. He's got to do something special. I'm going to be watching the Orlando Magic. When you think about the Boston Celtics, everybody talks Tatum, Brown, Porzingis. I love their draft pick, Jordan Walsh, and what he does defensively. Quickly in Portland, I spoke briefly about Chris Murray. We saw what Keegan did in Sacramento. People don't think Chris shoots the ball as well. Well, he may not be better than his brother, but he's not far off. He's no slouch, and he rebounds a ton. He plays just as big. I think you're going to be excited to watch him in Portland. Uh, there's a guy in Atlanta, if you watch Summer League, his name is Mohammed Gay. They spell it G-U-E-Y-E. This young man is talented in the paint as well as on the perimeter. Uh, he kind of has that Durant-S type game. That's not me comparing him to Durant. It's just me utilizing Durant's name. He's a 6'10 mm. uh, center who can handle the ball. He can shoot the three. And uh, he kind of reminds you of KD in moments. Don't expect anything big right away, but keep your eyes on them. And the one who I think that you should look to see something special right away, the 57th or the 58th pick of the draft from the Indiana Hoosiers, four-year player, Trace Jackson Davis, I believe is going to be phenomenal in pick-and-roll situations with Chris Paul whenever he sees the floor. He could be a dark horse rookie of the year candidate. depends on how much time he gets uh, at the beginning of the season. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. There's so many little storylines that are kind of percolating, right? I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, the, the Clippers, like we all mentioned, if they can stay healthy this season because they've got as much talent as any team out west. Uh, Chris Paul, right, uh, in, in Golden State, is that going to work? Now that, you know, Sirius mentioned Rudy Gay is going to be vying for his, uh, you know, a roster spot as well. Can they just make it work in with CP3, he doesn't fit that offense. So, how does that dynamic work? How does Steve Kerr integrate him in the offense? You know, obviously smart uh, in in uh, Memphis. Porzingis in, in Boston is going to be really interesting. I think Porzingis had his best season last year uh, for the Wizards, right? Staying healthy and putting up some really good numbers. Um, a far cry from what I've seen in New York and Dallas. So, um, can he do that in, in Boston? Can Boston get over the hump? You know what I mean? Like, they've been so close for years with that young talent, with Brown getting a massive deal and with Tatum. They got to start putting it together or, you know, they're going to have really an issue really building a team around those two megastars that are commanding so much money. So Boston's got to get it done. And I think Porzingis has been the last year of his deal. So I don't know if they're going to have multiple cracks at the egg with those three. So, and obviously, but my Knicks, not much going on in the off season. But Jalen Brunson had a really good FIBA FIBA tournament. Um, he he's unquestionably for me the leader in New York. It's his team, Julius Randle. You're just gonna have to suck it up. I'm we're gonna have to suck it up as Knicks fans. He's not getting traded. He ain't going nowhere. <sighs> God, I wish I could trade him. I wish I could trade him to the, anybody. I don't care. The Liberty, trade him to the Liberty, but. It looks like we're stuck with Randall for another season, which isn't a terrible thing, but it just his attitude just drives me crazy. So a lot of storylines that, you know, are going to be fun rolling into the season. 
uh, fun talking some NBA. You know, we don't get we haven't talked a lot of NBA because it's all NFL, right? We got a lot of NFL talk going on. So, um, you know, media day coming up really soon. That's going to be fun. So, call number I haven't even plugged the call number uh, 929-477-2759. Shout out to our sponsor PHI Apparel. Get to their website, phiapparel.co. Use the promo code CHEF. Get 15% off your order. Get in all that Philly gear. Um, I would get. I would probably look to get that James Hardy gear on on uh, really on, on on a sale, a really low sale. So you get that sale price plus the 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 15% off from the CHEF. You're you're pretty hooked up because I don't know how much longer they're going to have that inventory, but. Um, you know, we're heading into week four in the NFL, so timeless. Let's talk a little week four. Tomorrow night, boys, on Thursday night in prime time, they kick off the NFL uh, week in Green Bay against the Pack. So that's on prime video. Um, prime video. I, uh, that drives me crazy, but got to make the money. Um, TP, talk to me about the Lions and Packers tomorrow night, bro. If you're talking, you're on mute. I think you're on mute. Timeless, you there? Is anybody there? No? Uh, no I, I, I'm hear, here. I, hear, I hear you. I hear you, too. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I thought maybe it was me. Um, serious, uh, serious, go ahead. Talk. I'm, I'm having, we're having issues with TP. Hopefully, we can get him in. Uh, but talk to me tomorrow night, Lions versus Packers, both teams 2-1. Two and, two and one. Uh, both teams coming off, you know, uh, some some interesting games. Now that they're, they're they're fighting at the top of their division, uh, that whoever wins this game will be uh, at the head of the division uh, in the NL North, uh, the NL, the, the NFC North. Talk to me about tomorrow night. You know what? It's gonna be interesting to see which Lions, which Packers team decides to show up and play because we've honestly seen. Uh, the good of both teams, and we've seen the bad of both teams. Like the fact that the Green Bay Packers unfortunately came back in that game on, on Sunday against the, the, the Derek Carlos, you know, Saints. Shout out to, you know, Man Harvey, man. It is what it is. Um, but, the, but the fact that they came back and, and did what they did, um, you know what? Jordan Love is, is really starting to come into his own. And, Based off what I'm seeing and reading, he could be getting some reinforcements um, as early as tomorrow with the likes of Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, um, and company. Mm-hmm. So if he's able to to, to, to get his toys uh, back in the building and back with them, it should be an interesting game. On the flip side, the Detroit Lions, um, can they, you know, repeat what they did uh, last week, I mean, it wasn't flashy by no stretch of the imagination. Jared Goff wasn't slinging the ball all over the yard and, and and doing all the things, but they were efficient. They played solid defense, and they finally, finally, finally figured out how to put the ball into the hands of their rookie running backs and their guests. So I mm-hmm. think this is going to be an interesting matchup. These two teams, um, tend to have interesting games when they play each other. Um, I do expect Detroit to come out and win this ball game, but it wouldn't shock me if the shootout that I'm expecting actually takes place. I do believe that both these offenses are going to be able to score. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown um, is still playing with that plate in his foot, um, but he seems to be coming into his own. Sam LaPorter 
um, finally broke onto the scene with, with a big game. Um, and, again, I, I do believe in Dan Campbell and that defense um, to, to, to make things very interesting for, for Jordan Love. So I think it's going to be a shootout, but I do expect at the end of the day the Detroit Lions to, to find a way to, to get this done. Yeah, absolutely. They're only one-and-a-half-point uh, favorites, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, they, the last time they were in Green Bay, they ruined Green Bay season, and, and I know that was a big primetime win on Sunday night to hopefully set the tone for where they are this season. Um, you know, I've seen the good with the Lions, and I've seen the bad, like you said, this season too, so hopefully um, the real Lions team steps up. But I agree. I think the Packers, I think Jordan Love, I think he's showing something. I think he's showing that he can be that guy in Green Bay and, and, and leading this team. Uh, Mr. Harvey, talk to me about tomorrow night's game, the Lions and the Packers on um, Thursday night football. Green Bay is an interesting story because you are a made kick from a rookie, a makeable kick, as I talked about last night. Uh, away from being one and two. Uh, but you're also uh, one mistake away late in that Falcons game uh, from being three and oh. Uh, you could argue that they should have won uh, the Falcons game, even if maybe they shouldn't have won this past weekend. So it kind of has its way of evening out over the course of the season. As far as, uh, you know, I saw that. Watson maybe as late as a game time decision. He still wasn't medically cleared as of yesterday. So even if he is cleared, what kind of help do we get? I mean, listen, as far as Jordan Love, early returns I think are decent. I think he looks confident. I think I see some growth in the player. Uh, I saw from him last year – or no, no, no. When he was in college, I saw that dual threat capability where he could run, make plays with his legs, and he's got a strong arm and can fling, uh, you know, throw the thing down the field. So uh, he looked fairly comfortable last week. Uh, he's a he's a tough guy to bring down. Ideally, if you're the Packers, this is what you hope for that he can settle in. And you still have him on that rookie contract. And what have we talked about before, guys? Like uh, the recipe for being able to build the deepest roster is to have a uh, quarterback on that rookie contract. Before you got to pay him really big money, you can invest in all of the positions on the field, right? So, uh, you know, I, I think the Packers have to be happy with the early starts that they've gotten from him. Uh, the Lions, I, I agree with you. I believe in Dan Campbell. I, I, you know, occasionally he may make some decisions that leave a little bit to be desired, but he's one of those coaches that, like, listen, even just hearing some of his talks and whatever makes me want to try to go run through a wall for him. Right. So uh, I I still think that this is Detroit's year in this division. Uh, And I think uh, tomorrow night could be, uh, you know, a step in that direction. You win that game tomorrow. You you know you have a game lead, but then you also have the first leg of that head to head. So then you know obviously if you could sweep them, you know then you you win all tiebreakers and whatever. Uh, I think the 
Detroit team may be a little better from uh, top to bottom, but I expect this to be a competitive, good football game. Hey, my only concern with Thursday night is, you know, how many times have we seen ugly football on Thursday nights, right? After a short week, these teams bouncing back a little bit ugly football on on Thursday night. To Sirius's point, like, yeah, Goff didn't sling it all over the yard this past weekend, but that defense really played well. Shut down that Atlanta running game. And over the course of 17 games, you take wins. Sometimes however you can get them. Every week is not going to be, you know, the glitz and the glamour. And, you know, I, I, you heard me talk about it the first two weeks of the year. I'd rather win ugly than lose pretty. So, uh, But I think the Lions have enough to get this done tomorrow night. And I think they do in a close game. Was was that a, was that a shot at my at my Giants for having an ugly game on on um, on Thursday night? Is that a shot? Uh, no, no, not at all. There's a bunch of ugly Thursday night games. A bunch of. Ugly Thursday night games. <laughs> no, I'm just Thursday kidding. Night. They were terrible. It was it was hard to watch. Um, for, yeah, it was it was awful. Um, <laughs> but the 49ers looked good. At least you're not a Broncos. Wait, I don't know. Oh God, please, we're not doing that again. Are we? <laughs> I don't want to do that again. Um, but Royce, I don't know. Do, do, uh, do you have any opinion about tomorrow's night's game, Lions and, and the Packers in Green Bay? Uh, not uh, very knowledgeable, but I'm not afraid to make a pick. I'll go Packers. Okay, all right. So you'll you'll, you'll take the points. You'll take plus one and a half. Um, listen, I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, I, I, listen, I, I do like the Lions in the game. I think I think the Packers have, you know, I think their defense is playing a lot better this year than they did last year. I think, that, like I, we said, I think Jordan Love is playing some really good football, um, you know, making some throws, getting them back in the games. But I, I think that Lions defense showed me something last week because, um, like you said, I think Goff didn't have his best game. I, I, I like I like the fact that Gibbs was more involved in the offense, and I think that's a trend that we're going to start seeing a little bit more. They said that he was going to be more involved, and that's what you saw. And now, you know, I think as the weeks progress, you're going to see a lot more Gibbs uh, in the backfield. Um, but that defense was much maligned last year, and I think they played a really good game. Um, and I think that was a real that was a real reason why they 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 got away with got out of there with the win. So I like what I'm seeing there. They they can put it all together. They're as good as anybody out there. Um, but they they I don't know if they're they're ready to get to that top three level right with the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the 49ers. But if anybody can, I think it's the Lions. So um, they got to put it all together. And I I think they get the win. I think they get the dub um, and take control of that division, which is which is important because now. The Vikings are 0-3. They're fighting just to get in the win column. You're going to have, you know, multiple game leads on them that they can't – they probably won't be able to catch up with. So the winner of this game really kind of starts to put a little bit of stamp on that division lead in, in, in that division. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I don't know this is at most is a two-team race. This is at most a two-team race. We, we talked about the debacle that's the Bears and with the Vikings yeah. being winless. I mean, to me – can I thought going into the year this is Detroit's division to lose? Uh, you know how long can Green Bay stay in this race? But there's really only two teams in contention for this division already, I believe, after three weeks. 
Yeah, I think the defense in Green Bay will keep them in the race, but I think it's the Lions, to, to be honest. Uh, I don't know if TP's there. Um, I know we were having some issues. I got it from um, here, yeah, damn. I got it from here, yeah, There he is. I got it from there. There he is. Talk to me about your boys. Talk to me, Lions, um, Packers, brother. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm at the end of my season. You're always nervous, and then they come out with the win. Come on. No, because because this is unfamiliar territory. They haven't done this since 1993. So it's like um, this is the game where you get to unsee the crown for real, like from taking it from the Packers. And um, And I don't want it the way that it could be set up. I want everybody to be healthy on Green Bay side of the ball. I felt bad, you know, beating the Chiefs when it was like, oh, Travis Kelsey's out, and, uh, you know, the other guy, Chris Chris, was out there. He couldn't play, and it was like, oh, well, the Lions got it, and you had Mike Tirico talking about, oh, it's an asterisk win. I want to go out there and really win it. But I don't want to hear anything. Oh, well, Watson wasn't playing, and Aaron Jones wasn't playing, and Bakhtari was out. I don't, I don't want to hear nothing. I want to earn it. I want to get out of there and, and – really put a stronghold on the NFC North at this point in time because it's, it's always something. Like, either we'll lose uncomfortably and, and it's something on our side of the ball or we'll win and people will be like, well, this guy got hurt or this guy didn't perform to his best of his ability. So, no, I want everything to go down the way it's supposed to be so we can really showcase our talent and, um, you know, prove that we are here. Like, it isn't all hype and everybody – at the edge of their seat, seeing what we can do right now. I'm happy that they were able to see what Gibbs could do. Um, ho- hopefully, Demo can go. They're saying that he is back, so David Montgomery will be back. Um, hoping that they still keep the production in front of Gibbs, though Gibbs will still see the ball a good amount of times. But all in all, it, it, it all rests on the shoulders and arm of, of Jared Goff. I know our defense stepped up against Atlanta and shut them down crazy, holding that running game to the little bit of yards that they did put together between Algier and B. John Robinson. If they could keep that tune going and shut down Aaron Jones and Dylan as well, that'll, that'll be awesome. I, I do want to make this a one-dimensional game and, and Lee Jordan love to start throwing the ball all around Lambeau and see if we could force some miscues and turnovers. That's the one thing that I'm looking for. But ultimately, our offense has to get going too. Um, I don't think we could keep winning games with just 21 or 20 points at the end of the day up against some big-name teams. They put up 21 against Kansas City and one, and then 20 against Atlanta, but the defense shut them down, honest, in 1998. So hopefully they can continue this theme and go through. I, I want them to go in there and at least put up, like, 24 better, 24 to 27 or better, because the last time we were there last year at Lambeau, guess what the score was? 20 to 16. So it's like I'm tired of these 20-point scores. They, they got to put some more points up on the board and be able to, to show that they bully the block now. I want to I want to be Heathcliff. I really want to be the, the, the Heathcliff of the block right now. Enough is enough. You're not going to drug drug them, right? You're not going to do like, like Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Drugs? Wait, um, no, Drugs? What? No, they, okay. no, because, no, like, you know, you know, you know see, how. People, see, people, you know, this is the New York mentality. See, see, this is the New York mentality, man. people. See, see, they grew up on New Jack City, Carlito's Way, all of these movies out here in New York. See, I, I, I told you, Sports City, I apologize. I apologize at the, the top of the show. Y'all heard me. I said, for the things that happen in Sports City, you can put the blame on me. See, this is what's happening. See, Exhibit A. Harry <laughs> Bill and Jordan. Now, there you no, go. you say Exhibit Heathcliff, so I'm thinking, like, Heathcliff Huskable, and, you know, if I, you know, Bill Cosby was, you know, he was living foul, man. Um, you know, yeah. Heathcliff, Heathcliff, no one should. Drugging. 
Terrify his neighborhood. I grew up. I, I grew up on. East Coast. I'm an 80s kid. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Exactly, man. You don't know what he was putting in that Jello. You know what I mean? But now, listen. No, I wasn't talking about Jello. I'm talking about the cat. I'm talking about the cat. What is the line? Is the I cat, know right? you were. Talking... I know you. I know okay. you were. Okay. But I'm talk... I was yeah, talking about East Coast. You know, just being fresh. That's all. Sorry, my uh-huh. Peace, Sports City. I told you, I'll apologize. I'm gonna do it again, Sports City. I apologize for any actions that are happening out of this kitchen. I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Bro. It's all good. But listen, I'm gonna come right back to you because um, we got two games that are really intriguing, and then you know you got a couple of toilet bowls like Broncos Bears. Somebody's gonna get in the win column, but you got um, you got the Ravens and Browns at 1 o'clock, and then Eastern Standard Time, and then you have Dolphins and Bills. Um, you know, which one of those games are you more excited to see? I mean, I, I mean, for me personally, Bills and, and uh, Dolphins are gonna, is going to be really interesting. I think the Bills got a really good win last week against uh, the Commanders. The Dolphins just look like the best team in football right now um, three weeks in. What game is intriguing you, T.B.? Wait, the Dolphins are the best team of football? Whoa, slow down. That's a whole other argument. Um, what? This is interesting. I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to get there. Slow down. Hold your horses. I'm going to show you who the boss is. No, stop. Chill, big. Um, the the first game is the battle of the contract between Deshaun and Lamar. I, I stand mm. for Team Lamar in that one, period. And the way that they lost, they got to be able to bounce back. I want to see what's up with Odell if Odell gets back on the field. I'm really hoping the Ravens can pull that out now. In the other game, the Dolphins and the Bills, I really want to see the Dolphins be able to go up into Buffalo and steal that. I did not know that this was a thing. Tua has not beaten Buffalo in his career. The Bills have his number. I'm I'm pulling for the Dolphins to go up there and get it done. Even though, um, you know, the Bills have found their way up against the Commanders, I don't feel like that's a valuable win, but they had to get back on the board because the way that they were losing games, but this is an, an ultimate test if they can go shot for shot. Because this, this is going to be a legacy shootout. I, I don't know if any defense is going to slow what Miami does down, and I don't know if Miami's defense is going to stop what Buffalo does after Buffalo starting to find their stride. I think this is going to be an ultimate shootout. I think there's going to be more than 58 points on the board combined, but I do favor Miami the way that uh, Waddle was able to sit out and they still were able to put up 70 points on the board. If they could come out strong and put up, I want to be fair with the number. If they could put up like 34 points or better, they're going to beat the Bills. But if they if they get held to 20 or something, I don't think they beat the Bills. I think the Bills will take care of business and win that nasty. If they could slow that track meet down, that that's that's a complete track meet at the end of the day. And the the battle of the the Ophers, um, I'm gonna do this like this for you. Just just do this quickly. If the Broncos don't win this game, right, I'm putting the pressure on y'all, Russ, and, and Sean Payton, I'm putting the, the pressure on y'all. If the Broncos don't win this game, y'all thought that they were able to save seats now. Somebody had needs to roll down a Rocky Mountain in Colorado. Somebody. I don't know who it is. Russ is probably safe because of the money that he's going to draw. But and Sean Payton, too, because Sean Payton just got there. But a defensive coordinator, something has to give. If they don't beat the Bears, and the Bears are having so many issues and struggles, within Chicago. Chicago, I just put an article up in between all of us in Sports City that said that they are the worst-run team in the NFL. I just put that out to us today off of Yahoo. Yahoo said that. So, listen, 
if Yahoo calling the Bears out and the Broncos can't get this done and they are screaming for a win, there's no more excuses. Sean Payton, none of them could hide. None of them. They, somebody has to get the head cut off. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, between that toilet bowl and you got the Vikings and Panthers, two 0-3 teams, Vikings had better get in the win column too. I mean, I don't know if um, I don't know if Bryce Young is going to – I think he practiced today. So I, I think he's going to be ready for that game at home against the Vikings. But the Vikings, there's no reason that they should be over that win. But, yeah, I mean, after the week that um, Sean Payton had, he, he better he, he better not lose to the Bears. But, um, Mr. Harvey, talk to me. Uh, what do you think about um, what do you think about the games uh, this week? What game intrigues you most? Like I said, I I can't wait to see that that Dolphins uh, Bills game. Um, I'm really interested to see if the Bills can slow down that Dolphin. I really do think the Dolphins are probably the best team right now. I don't think they're going to end that way, but right now, as it says, I think I feel like they're the best team. Um, what game is intriguing you? They might be the most explosive team offensively, but I don't know if that equals best team in the league right now. Um, the, the interesting thing to me about that game is going to be um, can Josh Allen avoid turnovers? Like we, at, uh, there was a time in his career where you know people were calling Tua very turnover prone, and maybe he still is in certain situations. But uh, Josh Allen has been the guy that in some big moments has turned the ball over, you know, uh, several turnovers uh, in the opening week against a good Jets defense. But uh, that that Dolphins defense is, is not bad either. So um, can Josh Allen take care of the ball um, in that game? I'm, I'm really interested to see that. And if Miami can, you know, I, I feel like that's one of the biggest, you know, hurdles that they still have to find a way to get over. Uh, as far as Cleveland, Baltimore, I agree with TP as far as I'm team Lamar. Uh, but I will say this, and part of it because of who they played, but that Cleveland defense has looked very has looked nasty uh, early this year. Uh, they've allowed the fewest first downs in the league uh, by a pretty wide margin, actually, uh, so far. So uh, what can they do as far as maybe trying to turn up some pressure uh, on Lamar and that team like time let's say coming off a a game that they really probably didn't didn't really have any business losing so uh can they bounce back that's really interesting there because you know that's the uh you know winner that game takes the lead in that in that division so uh I'm really looking forward to those two games a lot uh just kind of a glance around the league to me my gosh man like the Bears and Broncos, it, it, it's almost like you're driving down the interstate and you get stuck. You can't move because there's a bad wreck and you just can't help but turn your head to try to look at the uh, the carnage, as JR used to call it back in the day of wrestling. Like, uh, man, uh, that has the potential to be some of the worst played football uh, in you know this season. Uh, I don't I don't know that both of those uh, organizations uh, definitely looking for a lot of answers. So uh, I, I'm almost uh, interested to see that just for like the 
the the comic relief, uh, if you will. So, and then you know, can can the Cowboys bounce back from that game? They shouldn't have lost this past weekend. Uh, but you know, we we talked about it earlier. I'm, I'm actually very excited to see the Thursday night game. I'm glad we get such a a compelling mm-hmm. matchup uh, this early in yeah. the season. That's yeah. one of the games that I'm most excited about this week as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's going to be fun. We had the first game in London, right? The international series. So the uh, London Jaguars go uh, to go home to face uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So that'll be fun too. Um, you know, it's so weird that um, the Falcons, they're 2-1. They had a, you know, it's not so bad start to the season, but they just, but they cannot figure out a way to get Cal Pitts the ball. And, you know, now there's, there's like little rumors of trades, you know, being popped up and talked about. I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, the Falcons need to figure out a way to get their best player on offense, arguably. I mean, B. John Robinson is that dude, but Cal Pitts, you know, he was drafted high as a tight end to be a difference maker. They need to figure out a way to get him the football. So, you know, that kind of bothers co- me too. you got a quarterback that yeah. can't push the ball down the field. I mean, it's like modern-day yeah. Trent Dilfer uh, playing quarterback for uh, Atlanta. And he mm-hmm. – I mean, he just – he really hasn't made much progression in the passing game, and he's got weapons. I mean – you look at you. You got the running backs to keep things honest, and you got Pitts, and you got Drake London, and so he has some mm-hmm. weapons. But I, I just haven't seen him really progress yet uh, in in the vertical passing game at all. And until he does, it's going to be hard to get Pitts involved. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I mean, I I would think that he's the guy, but he's got to prove it too, right? So um, we'll see. And then my Giants. Uh, I got to wait Monday night for this for this game. Oh, Lord have mercy. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I, all I can tell you, I, I'll, there's two things that are certain that, you know, I'll probably be, be at a bad mood and Daniel Jones will be, you know, under pressure for more than half of the game. Cause that's basically the statistics that we've been seeing so far. I mean, he's been under pressure 70, 70, 47% of the time of his dropbacks. It's insane. Last year, the average was about 34%. So, um, yeah, he's under pressure, the, I think, the most uh, this season. So, please, anybody, that I'll go play offensive line. I think I, I can dust off my, my cleats and get out there for a couple plays. Um, somebody needs to block. I don't, I don't know. Um, so, that's the week. You know, we're going to have some interesting games. Obviously, Jets and, and um, Chiefs on Sunday night, waiting all day for Sunday night. Um, you know, I'm sure uh, Taylor Swift will be in the house. You know, all of the non-football fans love that, the Swifties and all that crap. Uh, talking about Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey um, got in on the action, talking about that. <laughs> the best catch that uh, – Travis Kelsey being his career, so you know, shout out to that, right? But um, yeah, TP, anything you want to have before we get out of here? Um, I, I want to really hear what you got to say about this Giants Seahawks game. You guys probably got a shot to get it, and Saquon is still listed as day to day. Do you guys rush him back? Is the question that you put all of this Detroit pressure on my boys? I'm gonna put some New York blue uh-huh. pressure on you. What are you going to do when the Hawker Maniacs run wild on you? 
I don't rush Saquon back if he's not healthy. Um, I think it's at, at, being at home helps us a little bit, but um, well, let, let's put it like this. I think there's a lot of points that it's going to be scored because the Seattle defense has not played well so far this season. Um, they haven't been able to get many stops. I think you guys put a 30-burger on them, right? Um, uh, the, the Lions put a 30, 30 spot on them, so they're not playing 31. very good defense. Tyler, yeah, 31, right? So Tyler Lockett, though, off, on offense, he, he his numbers are a little down. I noted it on a I wrote about, you know, do you you know panic or you have patience with certain um, NFL fantasy players. Um, his numbers are down. You know, he's not getting down the field quite as much, um, but that offense is still looking good. I think, you know, Geno has a pretty good game against the Giants. Like, it has missed. I think they missed uh, 33 tackles all of last year, and so far they've missed, I think, 40-something tackles or something like that. Um, it's it, it, it just it's just been terrible to watch them on defense, and the offense has been pretty anemic too. So um, I think they'll pick, they'll put up a lot of points. I think the Giants can get a win, but you know that's me being a Giant fan and not being realistic. So you know there's no there's no offensive line help. So um, but I think there's going to be a lot of points scored for sure. We shall see. Can he, can he outshoot Geno? That is the question. We will see. That's the question, right? He, he, I, I guess I bet the Jets would want Geno to be in a, a, a Jets uniform um, this week. Well, they give Trevor a lot to Geno right there. Yeah, right. The Trevor. They, they take Geno out of there. That's that's karma. That's karma. They take Geno out of there. That's what they get. They they went and picked up four quarterbacks with like Hackenberg and all them dudes. Now look, they don't mm-hmm. got a quarterback. That's what they get. Karma. Look, that's the Jets. Mm-hmm. But you know, Gino wasn't ready when he got drafted um, out of West Virginia at that point, and I think he admitted it. And I think the best thing for him was to go go to different places, learn learn under some quarterbacks, and he's been better for it. But um, you know, honestly, it's 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 just it's it's if the if the Vikings lose and go to zero and four, is there a possibility that the Jets would make a play for Kirk Cousins? No, I think Kirk finishes the season with the Vikings. I don't think they get rid of him mid season. Uh, even if they okay. do go and zero, I think he may have a potential to be gone at the end of the season. But I don't think they mm-hmm. yank him up in the middle of the season because of the numbers he's putting up. If you look at Kirk Cousins' numbers, he's stacking up, but they just can't win. They just can't. Right, you're absolutely four. right. And, and it he's makes got sense. It would make sense for it would make sense for the Jet for the Vikings though if they decided that they weren't going to sign Cousins after this year to see mm-hmm. if they could get back for him right now. But I agree with TT. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. But I think like if you decide this season is lost. Uh, then I could understand why you might entertain it if you know for sure, you know, you're not going to pay Kirk Cousins the kind of money that he's going to want to come back. Right, I I, I agree, but I I I don't see him in a I don't see him in a Vikings uniform next year. So I mean, the smart move would be to get something for him, but we'll see what happens. I mean, the Jets got a host of problems, and the Vikings just I think I don't know what's going on. You know, they've taken a massive step back so far this season, so. 
um, you know, they got to get that win against the Panthers. Uh, they they got to get they got to get wins. They got to get going. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm good. No, they don't. What? No, they don't. Say it again. No, they don't. They don't need to get wins. They just <laughs> keep doing what they're doing. I forget. You know, that's your division rival. That's like me saying, oh, the Cowboys got to get wins. Uh, shout out to the Cowboys. Um, really, listen, they, they knocked me out of my, my uh, survivor pool, but that's a survivor pool loss that I would love to take any day, seeing them lose to the Cardinals, seeing that's tanking, right? So um, how do you – oh, God, Dak Prescott, man. Uh, it, it's not all his fault, but, you know, it's a lot of the same with the Cowboys. Penalties, undisciplined, um, it, it, not, not scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Um, it, it's a lot of the same. This is why and, – and they can't stop the run. This is why the Eagles and the 49ers – are going to take it to the Cowboys if they don't figure out how to stop the run and take care of the football. So shout out to the Cowboys for knocking me out of my survivor pool, but making me very happy uh, nonetheless. So call it in, get it, uh, uh, give us really? a plug real quick. If we get, what, what's that? Well, I thought you said something. Um, Mike, give us a plug and we can get out of here real quick. I think he dropped. Timeless. Always a pleasure doing the show with you, man. Always a pleasure doing the show with you. Um, you know, shout out to our our sponsor, PHI Apparel. Get to their website. Uh, use the promo code CHEFS. Get 15% off that order. Um, shout out to Sirius who had to drop. Shout out to Royce, uh, Royce for calling in, man. Good to hear him um, back in the building. Hopefully we can get some more of him as the NBA season kicks off. Uh, shout out to Mr. Harvey uh, called in. Um, he dropped. Um, towards the end, but, you know, always a pleasure hearing them. Uh, shout out to our, all our other chefs, Miss, uh, you know, Jets fan who, you know, we rarely hear from, Controversy, who is a Cowboy fan, and, and that mojo's working, man. Keep that going. Just shout out to Controversy. Keep that mojo going. But, TP, you know what to do. Get us out of here, bro. SportsCityChefs.com. Check out the website, the interviews, the blogs, the chefs. Uh, Chandler and Mike should be back here tomorrow with the gumbo throwing this thing around the table as best as they see fit. Baseball season is closing down. Postseason is amongst us. And, oh, yes, I got a battle in Wisconsin with the Cheeseheads. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the